you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. What's poppin'? This is your boy, Nate Burleson. Make sure y'all tune in to the R&B Podcast. Mike Robb is not here, but we got my man, Rand Gatlin, in the building. We're talking Muhammad Ali. We're talking the best receivers in the game. And what else? Man, we got to talk about everything, especially Steph Curry having to fi- battle that final IG model <laughs> boss, as we said. <laughs> Pray for Steph, y'all. Pray yes, for Steph. And, and we got you filling us in with the latest news in the NFL. This is a fire podcast. Don't miss it. Check it out. Go to NFL.com slash podcast and on iTunes and Stitcher. This is the RB podcast. Going to the hurry up offense. Yeah, it's time for the hurry up, and we are joined in studio by a very special guest, Ross Tucker. We'll get into saying hello to him in full in just a second, but it's time for the hurry up. First thing, Marshawn Lynch is retired and he seems angry about even having to answer questions about it handsome hank and ross tucker is marshawn lynch ever going to put on a football uniform again i believe he's done i i it's tough because you never know with him but i'm gonna i'm gonna believe him he seemed pretty adamant about it i know tell richard sherman stop yelling at us it's your old teammate who's making it seem like you might still rethink this handsome hank i'll say you i think ever since Favre, the media has been very keen at unretiring players almost immediately and i think it's fine to ask him the question and i believe his answer right now but when it comes to september october maybe november i don't sh- i'm not so sure i think you could easily see him play again did you have difficulty ross the first august the first uh september when you weren't playing football or were you cool with with your decision you know it was really weird the first NFL Sunday because I, I, I really didn't know what to do what did you do I don't think I could watch it I don't think I watched it. I think I just like went outside what did something with my wife like I, I just I, I had a tough time watching it you know since you're 11 years old you you know you think of yourself as a football player like I'm a football player and then at that point after I got hurt and I, I was on IR with the Redskins um I knew I was not a football player anymore and it's tough 
Did you? But you went out. I just went bowling. I didn't I, go. To, I didn't go to one game. I I gave my tickets to somebody down there so I get free furniture while I was rehabbing my neck. <laughs> Hopefully that's legal. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> that's what I did. And um, and yeah, I guess on Sundays. You know, we went back to Pennsylvania for a lot of weekends, so Sundays I was driving back, like, I was watching the games. I I kind of tuned it out a little bit um, because it was it was kind of painful. Nice and unassuming, except that you wore your game jerseys everywhere, right? No, I didn't go to one game. I didn't <laughs> – I will say this, though. The last game of the year – I know this is the hurry up, but the last game of the year, since I'm on IR, you're, it's like you're on the roster, right? So the Redskins were playing the Cowboys – for the right to go to the playoffs. Cowboys were the number one seed already, locked it up, 2007. Redskins, if they won, they made the playoffs. So I go to Charleston, South Carolina. I'm with all my high school buddies for New Year's Eve. It was New Year's Eve. And I'm watching a football game where if the Washington Redskins win, they make the playoffs. I get $18,000 the next week for a playoff check. Let me just tell you, watching a football game, and I didn't gamble, it wasn't betting, but watching a football game in which you had $18,000. I watched that one. I watched that one very, very closely. Picture be with your buddies having a couple daddy sodas, watching a football game where if they win, you get $18,000. And they won, and it was a very good New Year's Eve. I bet. <laughs> for your, the pals that you were with. For me, and all, for me and all my buddies, it was a very good New Year's McDonald's Eve. all the way around, as always, DDFP presented by McDonald's. Go get you some all-day breakfast. That's a nice gift for you and your pals if you find uh, a windfall of loot in that's, your life. That's the best thing McDonald's has ever done. That's right. Because I believe sausage McMuffin with egg is the greatest sandwich ever created. And now that I can have that, forget Permani Brothers, forget any of that stuff. Now that I can have it for lunch or dinner, sausage McMuffin with egg, after all these years, is still the greatest sandwich I've ever tasted. There's some debate. You know, McDonald's uh, stock has uh, has risen considerably in the last 10 months. You know, was it all-day breakfast or was it, in fact, the association with Dave Damage? <laughs> I mean, people are, there are a lot of people, a lot of insiders debating which right. had more sway. I think there's that. a third way, though. Maybe that you've been eating quite a lot of McDonald's. Yeah, that's also true, but that's my business. Next question, Brock Osweiler's business is with the Houston Texans. So he says, so important is that business that he decided he didn't need to go meet the President of the United States. Handsome Hank, what did you think of Brock Osweiler not going? Going with his former teammates uh, uh, up to uh, the White House. I mean, it's a bad move not to go there, but can you imagine how awkward? After everything that happened, he wasn't even happy. I think you pointed this out. He wasn't happy during Super Bowl week, you know, being around the team then. By then, I think it'll, it would be too toxic for him to be, hey, John, how are you doing? Remember those negotiations? Terrible. Yeah, I play in Houston now. You know Matter what? of fact, before you answer, let me show you a piece of what Handsome's talking about there. I, at media night, walking around, you know, doing my usual nonsense with the players, I asked Brock Osweiler who should start, if you can only start one Super Bowl, you have one QB to start the Super Bowl, should it be John Elway or Peyton Manning? Here's what he said. <laughs> John Elway or Peyton Manning? Myself. Oh. I mean, obviously, you're not seeing that. You're just hearing it. But there was something about him behind his eyes that, that was defiant. I don't want to overstate it. He was a fun guy. He had a sense of humor. But still, that answer came real quick. Myself, that's who should be starting this game. He didn't even hear the Elway part of it. Well, and let's be honest. I think the awkwardness is the major reason why he didn't right. go. 
I think more so than we have a new system oh, yeah. uh, here represent the use one OTA. I mean, there's teams that cancel an OTA. John Harbaugh's like, yeah, yeah, we lost three OTAs, no big deal. But Brock Osweiler's going to act like that one OTA is the difference. He didn't want the awkwardness, to which I would say, look, grow up, Brock, right? This is the only chance you're going to have. I got news for you. The Texans aren't going to win the Super Bowl. This no, is the only chance you have. This is the only chance you have to go to the White House to meet the president, tell your kids and grandkids about it for years. Just be above the fray. You got 7 million more guaranteed, 2 million more a year than the Broncos were offering. Go there and you're in a state with no state income tax now. Go there and be like, hey, John, Gary, how are you? Yeah. Nice to see you. Things are going real good. It was all time. business. Be above it. Right. Don't, you, don't, you don't not do things in life because it might you, – you don't not do awesome things in life because it might be a little awkward. That, oh, that's what wimps do. Oh, that's that, that's on my list of 27 <laughs> reasons why I don't do most anything in life except the things that I'm absolutely positively required to, to show up to do. That's, that's how I make my decisions. A couple things off of that, though. One, do pro football players – even if you leave a team, are the, do you suppose that the Broncos teammates are sort of like, good for you, Brock, as long as they thought he was a good guy at the time? Do you, are 100%. they 100%. I mean, that's the sense I get. Nobody would no be resentful about No one's mad at him. No one's, happy. No, no one's mad at him. Everybody's happy for him. Do they probably wish he was with them? Yeah. But, you know, with injuries, short careers, you never know. If a team offers you $7 million more guaranteed, $2 million more a year – Everybody's happy when guys get paid because you know how hard it is to get that money. Now, they might be a little jealous or envious after seven games he got that much money, but none of those guys is mad at Brock Osweiler. They all understand. What would have happened if they would have rolled with Brock Osweiler in January? It's hard to picture them winning the Super Bowl, so I'm going to say they probably would have lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I hear you, but – you saw what Peyton did and didn't do. So why would it? Turn, why he would didn't, the, he didn't turn it over the first two games? Yeah. He didn't turn it over against the Steelers or the Patriots. That's why they won those games. And you think Brock would have been forced into some turnovers? I think against he, Pittsburgh. he he turned it over against Pittsburgh in the regular season. Lastly, with with uh, Brock Osweiler, do you think that you just said uh, awfully in an awfully uh, glib way? Well, you're not winning the Super Bowl. Why why can't the Houston Texans go to the Super Bowl this year? I don't believe that Brock Osweiler is that good of a quarterback. And that's the reason? Because everything else seems like that they got the bones to be a legit contender in the division and in the conference. Bill O'Brien has a really complicated offense. I don't really believe that Osweiler is going to come in year one and pick it up that quickly. I got news for you. If you said to me, who would be the more productive quarterback for the Houston Texans in 2016, Brock Osweiler or Brian Hoyer, I would tell you it's Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer had more than a 2-1 to touchdown-interception ratio last year in Houston because he had been in that offense in New England with Bill O'Brien. He knew the offense. Brock Osweiler was coming in with a Kubiak's all-play action, bootlegs. It's totally different. I predict Osweiler struggles. I predict people say it was a terrible signing and he's not worth the money. Mm. And how about this? I think Hoyer would be better for Houston this year than Osweiler, but they didn't think they could keep Hoyer because of how bad he was in the one playoff game. Hoyer's getting $2 million. Osweiler's getting $18 million. Think about that. Think about it. $18 million, $2 million. I know. And I think the $2 million guy is better. I know, but that that's uh, – I'm putting this in a vacuum, handsome, that, you know, 18 versus 2, considerable amount of loot. But all things being equal, people, people forget 
Brock Osweiler is far more talented, and I don't think Brock Osweiler is, you know, I'm trying to even think of who the gold, uh, he's not an Aaron Rodgers level talent, but he's still far superior to Brian Hoyer, no? I think he Doesn't probably Doesn't that surprise is, you when people say that kind of thing? Uh, not, no, no, I don't think far, I think far superior is overstating it. I think he can be superior, and I think, you know, uh, Ross is right about that offense being pretty complicated, but you've got to assume that this guy, maybe, you know, that one extra day of OTA might be, might be overstating it, but he's going to, he's going to have to pick up that offense quickly. The other pieces around him are pretty good, but I would say the thing that's holding the Texans back is the fact that every team in that division improved a lot during the offseason. The Colts have got hopefully got a healthy Andrew Luck back and are, are going to be a better team than they were, were before. People may be talking a bit too much about the Titans, but I think the Jags are going to be a better team. I think the... I, I wouldn't be very surprised if that team came fourth in the in the AFC South. Well, I mean, the the AFC South, as these things go, and we point at it, it seems like perennially, and yet everybody still continues to be surprised. It's almost as if everyone under the sun isn't listening to the DDFP. You know, we need 100% listenership, mm. not the current. I'm going Jags. I, listen. I'm going Jags. Any of those four I'm go, teams I'm going in with the Jags. Going in with the Jags, exactly. Well, I, <laughs> if you do that, that's fine, but it's the same issue that you would have with the Houston Texans. Is Blake Bortles ready to carry that load? Because they've got the pieces just about everywhere else. But Blake else Bortles has been there for a while. And every year, you look back, every year, one of the top three or four free agency signings that at the time everyone gets excited about because they got thrown a ton of money, one of them fails without question every time and I, I just wouldn't be that surprised if it's if it's Osweiler there is almost no combo of the pecking order that you can put the four teams in the AFC South in that would that is that I would say impossible right, impossible right. that that could yeah. be right. the result and and the records as well other than Tennessee not being good really I think a lot of people are on that uh, Tennessee train no there's not a lot of people <laughs> yeah there are there are Ooh. some but they're wrong name one I think uh, the guys whose uh, podcast you're also appearing on here at NFL Media around the NFL, I think they're collectively pretty high on the Tennessee. But they, really? then they get they get circular about it and then go, but wait, the rest of the division. DeMarco Murray well. fever? They have DeMarco Murray fever? I think it's Mike Malarkey fever. Malarkey mania, they're calling it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I – I'm kind of with you, I guess. I think that they've been – this is one of those things that you see in the free agency They're gonna era where people get very excited about a team, and it's going to be a little bit longer. It's You know what they'll be? They're going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars of 2015. Correct. They're gonna, it's going to take them a little bit longer. It's not just magic. I think it's more than a little bit. But yeah, yeah I would agree longer. with that. I would agree with that. Um, all right, start the show. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Yes, hi and hello, football fans. And as you may have noticed, we are fully into the show now. Hurry up! That's the 11-minute offense. Yeah, Ross. T- I'm glad Ross Tucker. You were you weren't in the K gun in Buffalo, right? You never had to do the hurry up. No, I, I was born in 1979, Dave, and I played for the Bills between 2003 and 2005. All right, well, I'm saying that's a good thing because I don't think you would have done very well based on your performance in our hurry up there. But interesting, nevertheless. Why would you start the show with the hurry up? Because that's the way you do it. We get right to it, man. I, here's the problem for Dave. Dave sometimes Dave doesn't get right to it. Dave's, Dave sometimes struggles to stay focused on the topic at hand. <laughs> 
the hurry up forces Dave to address some issues right out of the gate, and then nobody can say all you did was just joke around the, for the, for an hour. No, no. Listen to the hurry up. We covered some stuff right at the top. Are you talking in third person? That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. And we're presented by McDonald's. You may have heard Ross Tucker loves all day breakfast. It's true. It's delicious. We have much to uh, to talk about. Real quick, self-promotion before we get into promoting Ross Tucker. At NFL.com and beyond, you can uh, take a look at my QB groups. I rated the top 15 quarterback groups um, in and or at least in Super Bowl era history, you wouldn't be surprised. Who do you think I have number one there? Best quarterback group in NFL history. What do you mean quarterback group? Committee. You know the the three guys in the quarterback room. Oh, some year where it was Montana and Steve Young. That's right. That's correct. But there are some other juicy ones to look up there. And then I'm also going to be issuing the worst 15 QB groups. Last week, we discussed who is the second best wide receiver of the Super Bowl era. Ross Tucker, your answer. Um, I'd probably go T.O. T.O. over Randy Moss. Yeah, I didn't like Randy Moss's inconsistency. I think as a player, you, you really respect consistency. And, I mean, you look at T.O.'s numbers. He was good every year. There's there's some goose eggs and some not much from Randy Moss. I think Randy Moss has more talent, and I think Randy Moss has a higher upside. Certain years, obviously, that Patriots year. But if you said, who can you have for 15 years, I'll take T.O. because I'll take a receiver that's going to be darn good for 15 straight. He brought it every single game. That's not easy to do mentally, physically, the way he did it. So I, I would go T.O. Well, I want to talk about that. That actually lends itself to transitioning into the story, not just in sports, but in all the news in the last many days is the Muhammad Ali passing. I want to talk about that before we get to that, and also we have to t- tackle the important subject of gravy and icing. There will be time for that, plus a Game of Thrones review. Right now, Ross Tucker, I met you about, I think, three or four years ago. Fell very much in love and uh, love being on the Ross Tucker football show. You call it the Ross Tucker football podcast. podcast. That's right. Right. And we're not fancy with video. But you have a universe of podcasts now. You do the Fantasy Feast. Fantasy Feast, Even Money, uh, the College Draft, and new one is the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt, which is the first one that I'm actually not on at all. So if you don't like me, that would be the podcast for you. <laughs> an, an empire, positively podcasting empire, Ross Tucker and a great fella at that, and uh, at Ross Tucker is how you track him down. NFL, at Ross Tucker NFL. You're one of those guys? No, you know what happened? Why do you need that? Why do you need the NFL? Like you're not, a, you're not enough No, guy somebody without... else took it. Oh, is that right? Somebody else took Ross Tucker. Um, He's like some creep. finance editor from Yahoo. <laughs> Here's what happened. When they first got on Twitter, it was like 2009 or whatever it was, Sports Illustrated said, you got to do this because I was working for them, and they set it up for me at SI underscore Ross Tucker. So for two or three years, my Twitter handle was at SI underscore Ross Tucker. Well, by the time I was no longer employed by them and I went to switch it, the imposter had taken my Twitter handle at Ross Tucker. So what else would I do? At Tucker, like you, like at Damashek? That's right. At Damashek actually works. At Tucker would not. At Ross Tucker NFL works. But I wouldn't have done that unless I had to. Have you asked the other Ross Tucker? I direct messaged him one time and asked him to email me, and he didn't email me back. He said, never heard of you. He didn't email me back. 
Hey, um, you roll your sleeves up. Uh, all right. You did it exactly like Handsome Hank has done it, but I do it the better way. It looks weird when guys roll their sleeves up, but they don't go up over the elbow. I think that's a bad move. I think no, you, you, you I, look, Dave, you're obviously wrong because there are two of us that are doing it the right way. And you're you doing you it wrong. look scraggly, right. disheveled. Where are yep. some more words? I haven't used either one of those words in a long time. Scraggly, disheveled. Unkempt, like a mess. You're unkempt, a mess. I would even say. Yep. You, don't look, is, you don't look good. Is this audio only, or are you putting yourself on video today? <laughs> this no, is audio only. Okay, there's going to be one little video chunk for you upcoming, and it's going to relate to a subject that I mentioned before, but I don't want to give too much away. Make sure you stay tuned for that in audio and look for it on YouTube and or at NFL.com slash podcasts because I trust it will be good stuff. But now let's talk. I'm speaking about not good stuff, but the greatest of all time. And you mentioned T.O., and it strikes me that he has a bit of a we, – we talked about this not related to Ali a week ago, but it's it, it's interesting the difference in the way we react as a society. Although, I you know, I wasn't around in 1963 to really comment on it, but Ali, by the time I became lucid, was the biggest star I've ever seen and still have ever seen. Michael Jordan's stardom, I guess, comes closest to it, sort of transcending uh, national lines. And, you know, I don't know about Lionel Messi and guys like that, but it seems to me that Ali is the biggest sports star and to be, you know, as charismatic as Winston Churchill. That's about as, you know, that's the level I would put him on in 20th century figures. Well, I mean, for someone that has not performed since 1981 in terms of in their arena, to have this much of an outpouring from all over the place. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't think about I, that. I mean, over 30 years, and yet he's still so revered. I mean, I was trying to think about more recent guys, like who, when they pass away at some point 20, 30 years from now, will we really talk about like this? I don't think we'll talk. I mean, we'll talk about Michael Jordan, how great of a basketball player he was, and the shoes and stuff, but... I don't think it'll be like it was for Muhammad Ali. I, I can't think of anybody I, I mean, that I even w- comes close. I wonder at one point, he might might have been the most famous person on earth, pretty much. Oh, no, I mean, he the, was. Oh, he, he definitely was. Beyond, beyond person, doubt. Person, I'm talking about. Did you beyond doubt. Oh, oh yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Person. Oh, no. Right. See when he was Michael in? Jordan's not going to be that. I think, actually, I would say Michael Jordan probably for a couple of years there was the most recognizable face on, on the planet. But since he retired, he's not out there doing a whole lot right now. Yeah, but, you know, Tucker, that's an interesting thing. 35 years, I mean, and he basically vanished outside of, you know, in 96 at the Atlanta Olympics. He shows up and and people go crazy for that. But it's not as though he was, uh, you know, this ubiquitous figure after the early 80s. And, uh, yeah, the outpouring is quite a thing. And uh, another thing that's pretty different than Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, I you know, I don't want to get up on Mount Pius, but he certainly didn't use his juice to make the world a better place. Ali did. I do think, though, that today's athlete, to just to just paint them all with the same brush. Well, Ali's the only one who. Ever, why doesn't any? Why doesn't today's athlete do that? I will say, maybe in fact inspired by Ali, there are a lot of professional athletes that do good stuff. You know, I mean, Chris Long is a is a great guy. Yeah, there water boys. Can, I mean, a lot of guys do great stuff. So I I I I've, that's hit my ear a little weird that nobody is doing anything good at this point. The thing that to me with Ali that there's never been a close second to is the charisma slash humor. I mean, he is, imagine, 
If you go back and look at those clips of Ali with the rhymes about how he was going to beat you and vaguely offensive sometimes even when he was doing it and the bravado and I'm the I'm the king of the world, I'm pretty, all that kind of stuff, talking about how good looking. Imagine if anybody did anything close to that. People like to say Richard Sherman's got a lot. No, Richard Sherman has not, nothing comparable to that. No offense to Richard Sherman, right? Well, what's crazy to me about it is I saw Joe Banner who's in his 60s, the former team president for the Eagles and the Browns, he tweeted, for most of us, Muhammad Ali was the first rapper we ever heard. Hmm. I thought that was like the coolest line I've ever heard because he's right. Like, wh- when did the rapping start? Early 80s? Ike Taylor 70s? said the exact same thing to me today. He said, if you think about it, he really should be hailed, and, I, and that hadn't occurred. He to me. really is. Like, the, like, the, like his cadence – and the rhymes and the way he went about it, he he almost I, I don't maybe you'd argue that he did invent rap because I don't there was nobody else doing that back then. And he also more directly, I mean, every athlete should probably feel indebted. He's the guy who I know Frank Gifford's doing you know cigarette ads and and all that sort of stuff. But Ali is the first guy who really they start attaching major dollars to in endorsements, and he's doing TV shows, and he transcended being an athlete more than anybody to the po- to, to that point in history. And, you know, the other side of that coin is if you want to knock Cam Newton for the celebrations, then understand that you're also knocking Ali because Ali did it better than Cam Newton right. or anyone else ever did. And maybe, was anyone doing it before that? I mean, I just don't think that there were athletes who were, you know, it was all let's shake hands and, and you know, everything's good. Not telling everyone you're the best ever. You know what I think is amazing is think about how there's still a lot of people that didn't like how Deion Sanders went about things and mm. don't like how right. Cam Newton, you know, and it usually tends to be an older crowd, right? Mm. You know, it's not – I'm sure there's some 65-year-olds that love the way Cam Newton goes about it, but as you get older and look at older people, more of them have a distaste for how Richard Sherman talked to Aaron Andrews or how Cam Newton goes about it. What was it like 40 years ago? When Muhammad Ali was doing this stuff, right. it is funny, you know. Like, think about how much, how many, how many people really dislike. There's him. a death. You never hear about when that. Pe- when there's a death, people talk in platitudes, and Correct. they and, and they erase any negativity. And I've seen a bunch of tweets, and other people have pointed at uh, people who who said this, and they, and, you know, it's wrong-headed. It comes from the right place when they say, "With Muhammad Ali, you don't see color. You di- you didn't see color." And you didn't, you know, yeah, you, you or religion, yeah, you did. That's the point. Is it, you, right that that he was, wanted you to see. That. First of all, in the '60s, to Tucker's point, yeah, that it, it, the country was divided. Imagine that. What? Imagine if the Lakers and Celtics or uh, whatever rivalry is going on just divided a country. I guess <laughs> to some weird degree, Pittsburgh Steelers, Dallas Cowboys did in the '70s. But I mean, Joe. I mean, go ahead and read about it. Joe Frazier v. Muhammad Ali divided the country. You know, and, and and who you sided with, that had to be very unpopular. It wasn't just merely charming and chuckle right. chuckle at the athlete. People hated Ali for what he was doing. Right, and all we hear about now is how much everybody loves him and everything. But I can't imagine. I mean, some of the guys, the World War II guys and stuff, I mean, they – they couldn't have liked him. They yeah. could not have liked him. I mean, this is a guy who changed his name. Then He wins the title. He's Cassius Clay, beats Sonny Liston, and in the press conference afterwards announces my new name is Cassius X. 
and and you know for a brief time then he becomes Muhammad Ali. Imagine somebody doing that. Imagine uh, Peyton Man or Von Miller. You know, like oh, you're the Super Bowl MVP, Von Miller. No, no, I'm Von X now. How would that be received in today's America? Better or worse? It almost as, as the guy that as changed his name to Ocho Cinco. I know, and we're politically. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, yeah, I, I I don't know if we're if we're more open-minded or less now, and That's I a guess good point. It, I guess it depends on what specifically we're we're looking at in 21st century society. Because you 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 see, Cam Newton dances in the end zone, and people are offended by that. But but you know, it's easy to paint the past over because no one wants to be on the wrong side of history. So now you probably would have a hard time finding many people who say like, "Yep, back in uh, back in '71, I was all Joe Frazier. I hated that Ali." You know what's funny? As a society, we're more open-minded, but social media, and especially the anonymity of social media, allows more people to express closed-minded views. Right. If that makes sense. Sure. So there's no yeah. question we are more open-minded as a society. But because of social media, it's there's a better scene. forum to express closed-minded beliefs. Yeah, there's some extraordinary people out there. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, not, and not in a good way. No. Yeah. Um, but a bottom line is for me, I grew up in Pittsburgh. I, you know, I, I revere Mario Lemieux and uh, my Pittsburgh Steelers and all those guys. But to me, Ali's the one who broke through for me, and I didn't see him in his prime. I vaguely recall maybe the Larry Holmes fight right at the end. I remember that kind of happening. But it, in spite of that, go read. Bo- I, I hate when people preach to you about what you need to do. Hey, here's what you need to do with it now that this guy has, uh, has died. But really, go read <laughs> Remnick's Ali book. Go watch When We Were Kings. Go on YouTube and watch the highlights. You will, I mean, you'll be blown away. Just think, as you look at any of those items, what if this was happening in 2016? What would be the reaction? I, mean, I don't even know what it would be, but it's fascinating. Muhammad Ali would have had a lot of followers on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he would have had at least like 100,000. Yeah, easily. <laughs> he probably anyway, already does. He probably already does. Yeah, that's probably true now that you mention that. But uh, anyway, the greatest of all time and not a close second place, all due respect to Charles Barkley and any other funny athlete that we've seen since. Ali is, is the all-time most charismatic. All right, the thing I really wanted to talk with you about above all else, Ross Tucker, and I'm glad Handsome's here. He's a man who enjoys uh, a, a good meal. He and I, by the way, you may not know, have gone across these United United States and sampled the finest foods that uh, football towns have to offer. And non-football towns. Right. We went to Austin. Well, that's a college When was this? Town. When did you guys do this? We do. It's ongoing. Everywhere we go. Chicago, New York City, Phoenix, Arizona. Austin, Texas. San Francisco. Thanks for the invite. Well. What did you guys do in Austin? We went to, what did you think we did? We went to, uh, what was the name of it? It was delicious. Uh, the the barbecue joint. The, no, I mean, why were you in like Austin? place like 30 miles out of town. Why were you in Austin? That's our business. Right. The issue today. Well, I hope the NFL didn't pay for that because that's not an NFL city. So Actually, I don't did. know what actions you were taking in Austin. Your expenses should not have been reimbursed for that trip. I Listen, All right. cop. <laughs> listen. Oh, wow. Write a letter to Kamish Goodell. We have something more pressing right now. And in fact, you and I, Ross, park our cars in the same garage. I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, handsome, but 
late last week, Jeff Schwartz, who's a funny guy on uh, Twitter, also an Absolutely. offensive lineman for the Detroit Lions now as of uh, the start of free agency, he floated a cockamamie thing out there and thought no one would ever chime in and tell me he was wrong. He said that icing is better than gravy. Ross well, wait, wait, wait. Well, you know the genesis of it. No, I don't know the genesis okay, of it. Okay, I'm, I'm I was on my podcast, the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, by the way. I was on my podcast. How many plugs can we give it in this show? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to try. Anyway, but I was on my podcast, and I was talking about something football-related. I said, well, that's just like – icing or gravy at this point and i said to my producer brian i said what do you like better icing or gravy and he said oh icing easily i said no way gravy and jeff who's a loyal listener of the ross tucker football podcast tweets me three days later out of the blues he isn't listening on time right but three days later he said team icing <laughs> and i and i and that's why i tweeted back i said no 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 no, gravy over icing any of the week you got my back here check and, and ah, of course he did. That's what I brought in Damashek because look, there are certain things that you are an expert in, and you had my back, rightfully so. And Jeff Schwartz obviously has no idea what he's talking. I about. have it's, your back, and I have my belly, and it was hard earned. You know, I threw icing and gravy, but of course, gravy wins any day of the week. I didn't feel right bringing this subject up, though, without the guy who started it all. That's why, right here he is, everybody joining us from that coming. It's Jeff Schwartz. Jeff Schwartz, first of all, he's a he's a busy man. He's coming for your throne, Ross Tucker, former offensive lineman making hay in media. Jeff Schwartz has his own podcast. Yeah. Lock him up. I don't know how I feel about that. And he wrote a book with his brother, <laughs> yep, I Eat did. My Schwartz, with Mitchell yes. Schwartz. It's a great title. What's happening, it's Schwartz? Great. Oh, glad to be here to defend my icing comment. All right. <laughs> Let, why don't we start there? So the debate is gravy or icing. You go icing. We'll yes. all weigh in after you have your say. Okay. First of all, I don't have a lot of sugar. So icing, whenever I get it, is incredible. It just, it's the taste is unbelievable. It's pure sugar rush. But gravy is just used to put on dry food. If your food is cooked with enough flavor and it's uh, ready to eat now and it's moist and ready to go, you don't need gravy on anything. Hmm. All right. So I, I like that he is, he's bringing an intellectual approach to this instead right. of just speaking from the heart and gut on this one. Handsome. That is my gut. <laughs> literal, the literal gut. Handsome Hank, try to make some sense. You're from I'm, you're from the UK, and I imagine both of these uh, items are you're exactly highly right. treasured. And I've got a lot of experience with both, so I feel like I can weigh in. In the UK, uh, where I went to college in the north of the UK, gravy is pretty much a staple, and, and it's not just dry food. They'll put it on absolutely anything, maybe even on a cake that would otherwise have icing. They might pour some gravy <laughs> on that. So No, we, they wouldn't really do that. I'm they? not kidding. Gravy on fries is doesn't sound like it would be a good idea, and I'd never eaten that before I got there. And now, of course, it's a staple. I absolutely love that. That's oh, yeah. Somebody, I, by the way, somebody uh, tweeted, no. somebody tweeted, you would never put icing on cheese fries like you do with gravy. And Jeff Schwartz said, the cheese isn't enough. <laughs> like, you got to put <laughs> gravy, gravy on for? cheese fries. <laughs> Well, Why do you I, need gravy on fries? Gravy what? on fries is delicious. What, what do you would, need? I, you got, it's, a, fry, it's not about the fry need. itself. Like, I like the crispy fry, so the gravy on the crispy fry just would ruin it for me. No, no, no. But no, you no, change no. it up. You, 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 want a, you don't put what? your fry in ketchup or mustard? You, uh, every now and then. I'll tell you. 
I'll tell you what's really good, actually. My brother turned me on to this, is you can dip like in and out. You take your fry and you dip it into the shake. It's actually really good. Oh, I've sugar. heard of that. I've heard of, I, I don't like that. That's I've heard much. of that, but I don't like See, that. would you dip a fry into the icing? Ew. No. No, that's no. bad. No, icing's only on cake. It has no versatility. Jeff Schwartz oh, no. is Cupcake. right, though. Jeff Schwartz is right, though. That sounds a little weird, but a what you want is the salt and the sweet. That's what yes, you get right. out of a, a when you put a fry in your mouth and then take a sip of your. Now, is it going to be a vanilla shake or a chocolate shake or a strawberry vanilla. one? No, vanilla strawberry. No, no. Uh, vanilla. No, no, no. Yes. Who who in the world orders it's vanilla incredible. shakes? Nobody I do. Vanilla. I no, do. Don't. As a matter of fact, oh, no, you vanilla don't. is. Chocolate shakes. I like. I love You're both. Wrong. Chocolate and vanilla together. Get them to. Yes. Uh, yes tell yes. them. I don't. I get it. You got yes. chocolate. You got. Vanilla. What do they call that? There's a name for that. It's now. got a name, like a brown something. I like it. No, it's a, it's a <laughs> jack of all trades, master of none. That's what I call that shake. I don't. I, don't, I have no interest in experimental day. No chocolate shake. I love all desserts that are chocolate. Don't get me wrong, and and I really like it when they're. I like. You know what I I do. Here's how much I enjoy chocolate. I get the dark chocolate bars, and some people they get the seventy two percent cacao. Not enough for me. I go up to eighty three. <laughs> sometimes I'll roll. Sometimes I'll roll up to ninety two percent cacao. Not, that's intense. <laughs> yeah, you can hardly get stronger, yeah. Jeff Schwartz. Right. No, but that's can't. not what we're talking about. We're talking about icing and gravy. And in the UK, I imagine no nation, no region of the Big Blue Marble employs gravy more. So I, I respect your opinion. Thank you. But I have an opinion on icing as well. All right, go ahead. Well, so I, I mean, I I think a, a delicious cupcake with some with the great icing on there, all the flavors they've come up with. It felt like icing back in, you know, when I was a kid, there was probably like two flavors of icing. There was a vanilla or a chocolate, mm-hmm. just like we just took. Now you can get like rose petal flavored cupcakes and all this kind of crap that is like wow i had no idea but it's i mean the the basis of it all is around the so icing. this is what it comes down to, to me this is very important so icing to me it's just it's too much like in a in a perfect bite of cake for me i'm looking at like a 95 percent cake five percent icing rate. oh no 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 no, no. like a, cu- a, cu- no. a cupcake no. is like 50 50 yeah I mean that's too much. You to me, I just need a little bit of icing to be perfect. So it sounds Schwartz. It sounds like you just eat icing. Yeah. So if I get a cupcake, as I said, I don't eat dessert very often. If I get a cupcake, I will just like take the bottom off and just eat the top with the that's icing. That's great. That's my. I my, it was my son's two year old. It was it was his birthday at the weekend. He ate five cupcakes like that and just would hand over to me. Right, like I'm I'm yeah. done with this one. He'd completely no, taken the icing off the that, top. That, that's obscene on multiple yeah. levels. That that's gross. On he's still levels. he's still. Like, I don't he hasn't know. Slept since I don't Sunday. know if uh, <laughs> if the Detroit Lions are gonna appreciate you comparing their new offensive lineman to your five-year-old child but either way this is a two-year-old not a five-year-old oh, the, <laughs> oh it's a two-year-old thank you well what would you say Sheck, is the ideal percentage of um, the cake to the icing oh i'm going jeff schwartz all the way i mean i, I don't understand tucker it I, sounds to me like and it's the same thing i said to schwartz on twitter about why would you put gravy on fries it's because i'm not here to just survive i'm here to live you understand? That's what do, do I need gravy on my fries? No, I don't need it. But does it make life more pleasurable? Right. You bet my fat belly it makes it but a then, lot better. But then why are you making us choose here, Dave? I think I mean the right answer to this question is like yes, I like gravy on my no. fries and yes, I like that ice on my cake. That is such a British cake. way to look at it. They're right. both good. You got to pick. This is America. 
Handsome Hank. Pick one. Gonna, which that's one's why better? I don't have to which, pick. Which in America, one? my understanding. Which one's better? My understanding is in America, you get everything. No, no. Jeff Schwartz was given a choice in the offseason. Right. Either I could go to a new pro football team or I could stay where I am. And he he had to make a choice. I like both. They're both are. No, no. That's not the way it works. You choose. He chose the Detroit Lions. Well, here's the thing. Okay. Gravy is versatile in a way that you can use it on multiple things. Icing, it, you can only use on a certain thing, but there are so many different flavors. Now. I love that the producer behind the glass just said into my ear, hey, uh, you guys got to let uh, Jeff talk a little bit. Yes, Jeff, please talk. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know. You got to choose one. I choose icing. All right. And, but Handsome's point is that there's more versatility in the world of icing, but no, there's it, not. It, isn't it? Gravy's well, the same thing. Do you think gravy always the same sort of base? Yeah. It's the same. Yeah. It's whoa, the same whoa, thing whoa, the whoa, whoa. There's a wide spectrum no, there of gravy. <laughs> I, I think not. there is. My grandma's gravy is a lot different than your grandma's gravy. I think you get the larger point. Right. There's beef gravy. There's <laughs> turkey gravy. And that's But, but you gravies. put it on mashed potatoes. You can put it on veggies. It's the same gravy. Shepherd's pie. That's the best food that you guys ever created. You put it on shepherd's pie? I think Jeff Schwartz inadvertently just made our point for us, and Tucker, you just inadvertently also helped make the point. That's right. It is the same thing over and over again. It doesn't need any upgrade or any fancifications, unlike icing, which now has mint and peanut butter flavoring or, you know, lavender flavoring. Gravy is gravy. It's either beef or turkey. And if you put one or the other on any food just about outside of pizza and sweets, you're going to be happier for it. There's right. no question. Is there an argument against that? What, what, no. I, there's no argument. I just don't eat gravy ever. I couldn't tell you the last time I had gravy. <laughs> I find that very hard to believe. Be- that's Why? because what? because he eats food that's so moist and tender already. I do. That's the yes. worst argument I've ever heard. So it's, just because I it's a moist turkey, food. it's still better to have gravy on it. Just because it's it's Why? not dry mashed it potatoes, good. it's still better to have gravy on it. Do you put it butter on great. your mashed potatoes? I do the I do the leg and the wing anyways, so I don't really have to like dip it in gravy for it to taste good. But don't you? No, I don't do mashed potatoes really. Sure, I'm weird, man. I don't. I do macaroni. I do macaroni at at Thanksgiving. You know what? I, you know what I do? I'm glad you mentioned that because I would have forgotten about that. I put gravy on my macaroni and cheese at, oh, God. at really? Thanksgiving. Yeah. No, you don't. Yes, I do. It's just, why? Oh. I want you to do this, Jeff Schwartz. When we finish here, I, I, want, you to go to, I, I want you to go to your closest <laughs> diner. I want you to yes. sit down and say, give me an open-faced turkey sandwich. Yes. And as the, as the waitress turns, say, excuse me, one more thing. Replace the mashed potatoes with fries, but put the gravy onto the fries. You, Jeff Schwartz, can hear me now and thank me later for that tip. <laughs> gravy fries? You've never had gravy fries? Oh, I've never heard of them. <laughs> I don't know what rock. you never heard of them. How is that possible? How do you make it this far in life? But like, you dip in milkshakes? But you never heard of gravy yeah. fries? No, I grew up on the West Coast. I've never heard of gravy fries. So, I mean, that's not like a thing you do in Los Angeles. You, you, dip, you go to In-N-Out, you get your fries, you put in the shake. It's awesome. A little ketchup on there. You don't need gravy. You know what? I respect Jeff Schwartz. I don't agree with him here, but you know what I can tell from this brief conversation is he knows his way around a food plate. Right. You know? I he, do. He's no yes. stranger to, to food. Because, uh, you know, eating food is one of my passions, Jeff Schwartz. And you're a cook, It is though. my favorite. Yes, it's my favorite thing. <laughs> That's your favorite I'm, I'm, of all passions. You know, 
it's funny. People ask me all the time, am I the type of lineman that has to to gain weight to play? And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm the guy that has to lose <laughs> weight to play. <laughs> Which were you, Ross Tucker? L- lose. Lose <laughs> as well. I mean, until after my rookie year, I always felt like I had to gain. And then, man, after that, I had to lose. I had to work on keeping it down. All right, let me issue a final verdict on this one. I feel bad because I can't be an impartial judge on this one. I've made my opinion pretty clear, I feel. I respect icing, and in fact, I enjoy it so much. High-end icing, Ross Tucker, you're wrong about that because I want a good cake. This is another conversation, but we I, I can't help but veer into this a little bit, the cake versus pie argument. And I go, you know, this is one of Adam Carolla's favorites. This has rolled for 15 years with him. And, you know, he's right about that. Pie is better than cake. But the thing that salvages cake is a lot of good icing. Well, cake is icing. No one, no one is like I'd like hold the icing. What are you talking about? Ross, Ross Tucker just said he wants five percent. He still wants. He still wants some. I need a little bit. I need a I, little look, Ross bit. Ross is, the... is a famously smart offensive lineman. I, Went I, to a big school. All this stuff. I think he's got his percentages all screwed up on this. I, I don't think what, he knows what, what five percent of, of icing would look like. A, no. That would be like spreading butter. Like the forty percent of a good cake with the three layers of yeah, icing. Three layers. Then you need on to the have back like, in an ideal in an ideal bite. Right. How what? How much percentage of I'm, cake? Is, how much I would of say seventeen percent icing. No, no, no. I At just minimum. said forty 50. to fifty percent. Jeff Schwartz, how say you? 50, 50, 50. Yes. <laughs> so wait a minute. So 50, then, 50, I, That's impossible. But a slice of cake is only the icing on top right. usually, and then no. the side. So where have you been? There's the layers of icing in between. A three-layer cake has has one icing, then, <laughs> yeah, some, the icing, then icing, and then icing on the wait, top the and then icing, on the back. The icing layers aren't as thick as the cake layers. It's That's why like, I said 40%. Take it up with Jeff Schwartz. I didn't say 50. 50. All right. Well, that's, 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 that's the side of the cake. The side of the oh, cake. Oh, well, if you I, get the dude. side, that's true. I, I yeah. defy anyone who's anti-icing to tell me that the, that the middle of the cake that has the littlest icing on it goes more quickly than the backside does. Come on. Right. Wake up. But there are. there's a moment, <laughs> there's always a moment with me at least, when, when you know that you, it's, you've gone beyond the 40, maybe let's call it 40% if you want to, that range because your teeth hurt as you bite. That's And you know what, Jeff Schwartz? Here's something to consider. Yes. When I – there's there, – there, I don't. I'm trying to think of what would be when I would say too much gravy. I I can't. I know I've never said that. Now that I think it through. Now you that know I why. <laughs> you know why? Because even if you put too much on, then at the end of the meal, here comes the bread. That's right. right. And you sop up whatever's left over from whatever you ate and the gravy. You can't do that with icing. You can't sop up icing at the end. I don't think. Now that you say that, I don't think there has ever been a plate that's been taken away from me that still had gravy left on it. No matter how much gravy was there. The flip side of that is how many times do you get your plate and the first thing you do is put your finger in and do that, whereas with a cake... You know, how many times did your mm. mom tell you, wow. tell you off there's a cake there? You immediately drag your finger through the cake. You have like a mound of icing okay. on it. You no. eat that. Yeah, I would never, that's gross to me. I would never do that. Whether you're weird. No, they, yeah, you're wrong on that one, Tucker. I think we've all made some good points and some bad points. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no one comes out of this uh, without having a little bit of uh, red in their face here. It's an embarrassing discussion to have. But ultimately, I am going to go gravy. There can be too much icing. And this is the cherry on top which I don't eat that either. But you know what else? On a cake, 
I never went in, even as a kid. When they do the designs atop the birthday cake and it's like a flower or whatever it is for a boy, maybe it's a, you know, I don't know, a castle or whatever. That bit of icing is repellent to me. I, I don't even, you know what I'm talking yeah. about at the yeah, birthday party? It's a hard, part. hard it's different icing, type yeah. of icing. Well, it's not good. And that and, and and also I, that's icing. Don't say it's not good because you can't just don't eliminate. Shout to me. Well, I'm you agreeing can't just, with you. You can't just eliminate it and say, "Well, that's not good." I, well, that's icing, and so that right. hurts its case. Right. Hey, this is very important, okay? And I know the answer is both. And Jeff, I want your opinion. But when you were younger and now, you go to a birthday party, ice cream or cake? You want ice cream or cake? And I know a lot of times they'd give you both. But if you had uh, to pick one, Jeff, ice cream or cake? Oh, mm. uh, cake. Oh my gosh! No <laughs> what about way. what about pie or no cake? chance? Uh, a good pie is better than cake because cake can be dry. Pies normally are pretty good. Correct. Answer. Ice cream or cake? I mean, I'm not gonna like cake. my answer. I don't love I, uh, ice cream. I like, but I'm not. I'm not uh, one of these people who's obsessed by it. I know you're a big uh, ice cream. I'm guy, a Tucker. huge ice cream guy, Hank. I mean, I love ice cream, but I love cake. It's t- you've g- oh, oh here, my God. Here, here, here. too difficult for me to decide on. This Why? is unfair. I don't, I don't feel this like I un- should have to. This is unfair to, to say this because I don't like when people do this with Krispy Kremes versus Dunkin' Donuts. I go, well, Krispy Kreme is the gold standard of donuts. Yeah, as long as everything's just right, as long as it's warm and just out of the oven and it, all these conditions you put on it, it's like, well, then, then it's not the best then if it has to be just right. However... Flourless chocolate cake beats any ice cream. End of story. Well, here's a you, you bring up a good point about Dunkin' Donuts. If you were getting paid a thousand dollars per munchkin, how many munchkins could you eat? Well, I'm a man who once ate seventy wings in thirteen and a half minutes in a uh, timed contest. Wow, I, I, I'm, that's I'm, incredible. Yeah, I'm a great, I'm a great eater. What kind of wings were these? Chicken wings. What do you mean? What kind of wings? There's were There's all kinds of different sizes. <laughs> and was it regulation? Fried. You probably had one bite and then threw it into the. It pile. was BW threes, I think, which is now called Buffalo Wild Wings. It's the the gold standard. I don't know if it's the gold standard, but it's the wing. <laughs> oh, what heat? What heat are you eating at? I don't know, but listen, this was when I was in college. Hot, That's hot, not the point. Very I think hot you're... or extreme. Why can't you marvel at my feet instead of asking specifics said, wow. like that? Jeff uh, Jeff Schwartz. I almost called you Jeff Fisher. Jeff Schwartz, how many of the, what are they called? Munchkins. 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 What's how the time? We need, we need a time period here. Is it 10 minutes? I could put down a lot of those things. Um, ooh, Back in my day, like I don't eat as much as I used to. I've had like some meals that are excessive. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say you're looking. Uh, you're yeah, looking Jeff, how much do you weigh today? Three forty. Three forty says I've had some meals that are excessive in life. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna believe you. Um, but I, I, I don't do that anymore. I don't. Know, probably. I mean, I got thirty. Maybe thirty a lot. No. In Ten minutes now. How many could you do, Tucker? Uh, I could do a hundred. I'd probably get hundred <laughs> ten minutes. I'd probably get sick. That's ten. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's uh, cool you hand, do Luke. <laughs> yeah. That all, right, all right, that sounds like a lot. I guess yeah. the actual <laughs> chewing part. How many? T- how much time? I did, could do at least fifty. How much time did Cool Hand Luke have to eat the fifty eggs? Wasn't that an hour? Is that oh. what he had? An hour? And you're saying you could eat a hundred of the eggs? same sized uh, food 
in 10 minutes. Dude, you don't, even have to, you don't even have to chew them. You, you just, like, swallow but them. But you would be consuming one every 10, to get them. Every 10 <laughs> seconds, you would have to swallow another Blueberry one. Blueberry <laughs> cake donuts. Blueberry <laughs> cake donuts. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but. Those would be the ones I'd pick. Or, right. or glazed. You know what? I like it's underrated, and a lot of my friends make fun of me for it. A cherry cake donut. Very underrated. Ew. Don't. Ooh. Nothing. Never seen it. Hey, Jeff Schwartz. That was, uh, that was excellent. Final verdict. This is, uh, you know, I'm going to go to the card on this one, but ultimately Ross Tucker wins this one. Do you agree with that assessment? I know you do, handsome, right? We win gravy. If we took a, if we took a hand vote here, three to one, gravy wins. Oh, handsome! Wait a second, holdout. He won't pick. I, he, no, no. I, if I have to, I, all I'm thinking about right now is over here. All I'm thinking about right now is what have I eaten more of recently? What do I go to when I go to the well? Which well am I going to? It's the to? summer. It's the, the gravy ice, well. It's the summer. I I live in California. I don't remember the last time I had gravy. Really. Thank That's you. What I'm saying. I go to the icing well a lot. I like to live in a world that offers both items. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, you're not, if you're not going to take one away from me. Icing and gravy, if you please. <laughs> All right, Jeff Schwartz. How's it going up there in Detroit, by the way? Oh, it's going great. We got yeah. a good group of guys, and I like our new offense, and it's nice to be healthy and move around, and you know, OTAs are uh, what they are, and I'm just looking forward to the season. Is it weird? I mean, I know obviously you weren't there when Calvin Johnson was, but do you feel, is anybody, any of the guys around there, do they feel a little gutted? Does it feel, has anybody remarked, wow, this feels different out here without 81? Not really. Uh, most of the questions I get about him are from the media members. Uh, otherwise, no one really in the facility mentions him very much. We don't watch a lot of film of last season, just the way we're installing our offense. So there's not much talk about him. Uh, I know we're kind of humming along. Things are kind of going now. We've got a couple OTAs under our belt and, um, you know, no one's mentioned him. Obviously, you know, it would have been great to play with him. Uh, he's one of a kind. Uh, and, uh, but we moved on, I think. Ross, where do you, uh, who are you picking in the NFC North this year? Go ahead. Jeff Schwartz is sitting there. You're not going to hurt his feet. Oh, I won't. Yeah. The Lions will get third. Lions third. Will get third. Yeah. I'll give him third. You know what? I think that they, guess, who, a- guess who's winning the NFC North You're gonna and s- who might be going to the Super Bowl. You better not say the Bears because that would be ridiculous. The Minnesota Vikings. Dude, look at the Vikings roster. I know. They are loaded. Depth everywhere. Corners, D-line, everywhere. If Bridgewater takes the next step in year three, they've upgraded the O-line. they got eight or nine guys that are legit starters now. If Bridgewater takes the next step, what do you always say? Hear me now, thank me later, believe me later, whatever. <laughs> whatever you say, whatever Sheck says, that's what I'm saying about the Minnesota Vikings going to the Super Bowl this year. That's bold stuff, man. June, whatever it is, I said it right here on the DDFP. Well, I'll say this to Schwartz and to the Minnesota Vikings. It's wrongheaded that they decided to put domes on both those stadiums in Minnesota and Detroit. The NFC North should be outside forever. Every home game in the NFC North should be played in the elements, but it it is what it is. Does it hurt your feelings, what Ross Tucker just said, Jeff Schwartz? It looks like it, it did. It, it does not hurt my feelings. I will second that I love playing out, outdoor football. We have we have thirteen games this year inside. That's crazy. Thirteen. Like oh, yeah. We have wow. thirteen. We have thirteen to sixteen games inside this season. Um, we play two outside in September and not another one till we go to New York in December. So I am fully on board with outside football. Um, Jeff, is that something? Is that something that 
coaches talk to you about, or you just went through and counted yourself that it's 13 I think, indoors? I think I saw that somewhere, but we're at we're at Houston. We're at uh, New Orleans. We might be at Indy. Um, and then obviously, uh, you know, then we have a couple more, you know, a, a road games somewhere, but yeah, I like, I look at that sort of, because I like playing outside. I like, I like playing on grass, uh, over turf and, um, you know, obviously we we have a turf field. I'm not going to, it's not gonna be that big of a deal, but I just like playing on grass. How, what, what is ultimately worse? Because it seems to me most players I talk to these days, even if they're playing in Minnesota, Chicago, Green Bay, Detroit, whatever, they always will say, well, yeah, given my choice, given the choice, I would definitely be in a warm climate because it seems more and more football players are coming from Southern California, Texas, and uh, Florida more so than they are Pennsylvania and the, and the old places like that. But what's ultimately worse, playing at the start of the season when it's 100 degrees outside, which it is in a lot of those stadiums, or when it's zero degrees? Ooh, uh, zero because the reason why is you can hydrate enough, you can get IVs, you can do all the stuff in warm weather. In cold weather, your joints hurt, your hands are they hurt, your just body never gets warm, you never get into the flow of things. I've played in both. I've played in games in Carolina that were uh, over 100. I've played in games that were close to zero. And the only time the close to zero games are any fun are when you win the games. Otherwise, it's awful. But the smells must be just uh, beyond <laughs> imagination i think i think I, I think i'd rather be cold than hot Is like if right? it's a game i think i'd rather because be the cold. because when it's really hot man i mean that drains i mean you can try to hydrate but that just drains you whereas the only thing that's good about really hot games is the d-line get tired before you do Exactly. Because D-line is the most tiring position of football by a lot. Because why? Because, because every time it, man because, is resisting your – Well, no, because every time <laughs> it's a running play, almost every time, they've usually – the play starts with two guys blocking. That's 600 pounds of dude that they're trying to hold up against, right, and stay on their ground. Then there's nothing more tiring than pass rush. I mean, pass rush, just try it sometime. As an offensive lineman, we pretty much just kind of stand there. Like, all right, yeah, where are you going, where are you going? And they have to expend so much energy to try to get around you or over you. That's why D teams play 10 D linemen, because they have to. Because it's, it's like hmm. D line is like the closest thing to ice hockey, where you need like a line shift. Because yep. when they're out there for their 50 seconds or whatever it is in hockey, I know, Sheck, you're all over it, that those guys are gat. They, they need a break. That's what D line's like in the NFL, which is why teams go no huddle. And why, like, during a two-minute drill, if you get the first three plays, then you're going to score because those guys get so tired. They can't even get out of their stance. The lactic acid builds up in their legs. It's hilarious. And quarterback <laughs> can just pick them apart out Jeff of Jeff Schwartz, lactic so acid true. or gravy? It is. <laughs> <laughs> if, if the lactic acid helps a defensive lineman uh, not rush, I'll choose that instead. Or if gravy. <laughs> if they get too fat, and gravy, I'll take that too. What but about this? Back to my idea about that, because I, I brought this up to some guys, and I don't know if anyone's taken me up on this yet, but it seems like a keen thought is, especially early in the season, like I say, in that heat, you think the stench coming off of those guys would be horrendous to begin with. I love that this is How about this? About. How about this? The first, for, in the week leading up to the game, don't shower. Imagine Linval, uh, you know, like Linval Joseph, he wouldn't want to be handling you. He'd be like, oh, Schwartz smells too bad. I'm, I, I got to run away from him, coach. I'm sorry. Why are you so worried about smells? I know, I really said, what do you mean? Because I'm a human being and it's, uh, you know, it's who's unbecoming. Told you that we're smelly? Who's, who's like got put this, put this in your head that we're so smelly? <laughs> it's such a bad conditions out there. 
Yeah, here, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> like, why, why are why are why are bigger people well, so much smellier than smaller maybe, people? Maybe maybe I maybe it hadn't occurred to me about ten minutes in here, but I think as handsome can attest. Now that we're shut in this small space with the <laughs> offensive lineman, Ross. No, I kid, I kid. Hey, um, Jeff Schwartz. Now let's uh, now let's transition much to Ross Tucker's chagrin and talk uh, quickly because as it happens, we are big Game of Thrones fans here, and you and your brother Mitchell are also big Thrones fans, eh? Oh, huge Game of Thrones fans. And it's it's not a show that I would ever normally watch. I don't watch, like, sci-fi. I don't watch, like, weird wizardry stuff happening. <laughs> I don't watch, like, I just don't watch those shows ever. My brother told me to get into it. It is the only show I sit down and watch every week. It's incredible. You're a legit 340. It's not like yes. you're, you're forcing that weight on. How would you fare <laughs> in trial by combat against the mountain? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, you know, he almost lost to the, to the Viper if he didn't squish his face. So right. mm-hmm. I, I definitely have a, a better mobility. So maybe I could sneak around. I don't know what, I don't know what weapon I would use. Maybe a spear, I think a spear, keep your distance away from the guy. Um, but his, this trial by combat hopefully happens next episode or, or episode, uh, eight. It's going to be incredible. You could, you, you could use your leftover, uh, cupcake remains. After you bite <laughs> oh, the thing, I'll just throw them all some over. gravy in his eyes. <laughs> How would you how would you react if he went for the eyes though, knowing that what's coming after that? I'd probably be dead before I could think about it. That's true. Good point. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I, that's a terrible death. That's a that's one of the worst deaths on that show, and that's saying a lot because there's a lot of killing. <laughs> really, yeah. Is that the worst death we've seen? The other options are having. Um, what was the substance poured on Daenerys's head? Daenerys's brother's head. The molten iron or whatever. Yeah, gold, I think. Was gold? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was gold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, molten gold. Would you rather have that poured on your head, have your eyes pressed out until your skull explodes? I think having you being smashed against the wall by a giant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's pretty bad. <laughs> that was a bad death. What uh, about uh, the uh, the red lady with the... Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, the ghost lady. The ghost, the ghost. Yeah. Or, yeah, speaking of that, or burned alive by one of your parents. <laughs> oh, wow. You went, you went there. It's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty would, bad setup. <laughs> burned alive would be the worst, I would think, yeah. by your own parents. That's uh, Why? Why, that's Mom? Bad. Why did you do it? Yeah, that would not yeah. be fun. That, that's, that's bad. <laughs> that, that's bottom so of the many, bear. So many bad deaths in the show. I love how you can just talk about them. Like, it's like a staple of a television show. Oh, this, is, this person died this way. How cool is that? What it's do, incredible. What do we think about Arya's fate? She met the Waif, and just like I said in last week's review preview here on DDFP, what did I tell you, Handsome? I said, now we have to be wa- we have to be wary every scene that Arya is that. in. You don't know. Somebody's going to come up there, and it could yeah. be the Waif. In a mask, and it, it, we didn't have to wait long. It was that old lady. Hello, little girl. Pretty oh, girl. beautiful. Stab. Stab. <laughs> um, I was really hoping that she would be first with a needle and just end that girl. Um, I think she'll live, obviously. I think they want to keep her alive. There's a storyline coming with her somewhere. Uh, I actually think the person who's going to save her is the actress who she did not kill. That's going to just Ooh. be like she'll, she'll be like in the street somewhere and she'll come and try to save her as best she can. And then maybe she'll get on that ship back home. Maybe she won't. But I think she's going to try to have some revenge and maybe her and the hound will meet up again at some point and just wreck shop. That would be nice. By the way, I've heard a, uh, a little fan theory is that uh, Arya and the Waif are the two personalities 
of Arya Stark battling, and this is what Jackin, the faceless guy or whatever his name is, Jackin the faceless man or whatever, mm. has arranged as a, to, to have. She is still battling to be the girl with no name, and by slaying the wave, she would then finally become a part of that weird fraternity. That's I have not heard that. I I've heard a lot of theories. Either. Yeah, that's the first I've heard of that one. I don't um, know if I believe it. I'm just sharing it with I, you. I don't really know where the Arya thing is going. Um, that's like the one storyline where we don't have any idea. We kind of have an idea of what's happening with Jon Snow and even with Bran. I mean, there's sort of an idea, but there's no idea with Arya. I have no clue. Do you um, – so so now we see Jon Snow is waiting troops. I'm a little bit confused mm-hmm. by – He was trying to raise an army, basically. Yeah. He was knocking on everyone's door. Hey, would you like to be in my army? And most people were like, mm, not really. Nah, no, sorry. Good. And then the one that did, after a lot of persuasion, said, you can have all 62 of my soldiers. <laughs> I think he was expecting more than that. Yeah, it was yes. a, that, was a, that was sort of sad yeah. that they had to kowtow to a 10-year-old girl right. the way they did. And then get 62 Hey, Ross out. Tucker, feel free to chime yeah, in chime on in any Yeah, chime in anytime you want. Uh, you know, I'm really trying hard to act interested. You know, I'm, I'm like <laughs> nodding my head every once in a while. Don't like, bother. Don't patronize I, I don't know. Us. I don't Why know. don't you I, watch the show? Because I'm a good dad. Because I have what? kids. Wait, what's what? that mean? How do you have a chance? How, how do you watch a show like that when you have it's little nine kids? Nine o'clock tonight. What time uh, do your kids go to sleep? At eight, and then I go to sleep because I'm tired. Jeff Schwartz, just tell Ross Tucker he's a better parent than any of yeah. us. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what he wants. I love my kids. I care about my kids. <laughs> and that's what it comes down to. Yeah. What a so, in a way, the <laughs> subtext is we're bad dads. I didn't think. Hey, I, I didn't. I didn't say that, handsome. I mean, that, yeah, I didn't say you, that. You, I'm you just saying, did. I don't watch the show because I have children that are important to me, and you guys. <laughs> <take it from laughs> <there. laughs> what do you think, uh, Jeff Schwartz, becomes of the Hound storyline? Now, the Hound looks looks raring for a fight, and as an update for those of you who are keeping tabs on our Game of Thrones fantasy league. People laughed when Dave Damashek about a month ago selected the Hound. I don't think we did. I think what we said in is the, the second ultimate, tier, it was the ultimate injury risk. You either get a guy who's ready and primed to kill, or you get a guy who's dead. And that's you know, in the draft, for example, as a GM, you'd probably take him off your board. Well, now I'm positioned. I have Jon Snow, who's about to wreak havoc up in uh, up in. How does the game work? Well, you get points for kills. You get points for uh, for sweet lovemaking. Um, and for promotions, promotions, we still haven't kind of worked in the out military. What the promotions, thing is, but yeah. <laughs> promotions in the military, or what? You know, any like you know, if you become royalty, the, right. the, the 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 thing. If you get named king or the hand, the hand, the hand. Yeah, if you're made a hand, I think. Right. Something okay. like that. I don't. I can You know what? We, Jeff Schwartz, we, we haven't really wrapped up. I don't. Time. I don't. I don't know what's happening. I watch week after week, and I. Can I mean, you barely, are minus. You are minus points. Is that person related? Why does he care about what happens? That what? What yeah. does it mean? Oh, when did that? Has that person ever That's been? That's the on? thing about the show. It's crazy how like there will be no like um <laughs> like the Stark, the uncle who didn't show up from season one to season five or six and save Bran. Like he right. wasn't in for five seasons. He just yeah. shows up. How one are we day supposed to know like, who that is? That? You're like, Will, who's this guy? What Will channel, the Hound what channel is it on? Oh, come on. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you, Ross Tucker? The whole Sunday night lineup on HBO is awesome. Right. Yeah, uh, that's Silicon a, Valley. Is Silicon Valley. Veep is incredible. I saw you tweeting about Veep uh, earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're a man of uh, of many colors. A lot of colors in Jeff Schwartz's yes. rainbow. Last thing, Jeff Schwartz, where do you come down? What if I were to tell you that I once saw a grown man 
going out for the evening or, in fact, returning from a night <laughs> out on the town. Big party, big industry party, a lot of eyeballs on you. And you come back in wearing shorts and flip-flops. Is that appropriate in your book? Did you start the night in shorts and flip-flops? Well, I mean, the 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 figurative you, uh, yeah, that person did start the night in shorts and flip. I'm going out to to see some of my colleagues, make some new friends. There will be hundreds of people there. You know what? I'm going to wear shorts and flip flops tonight. Uh, you can't do that. No, and I'm a ca- not- and I'm a ca- and I'm a casual I'm a casual dresser. Um, I've I've improved my my wardrobe over the years, but and I love a good flip flop. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I would uh, I would say probably not. So Jeff, we need some context for the figurative you, <laughs> who might be the figurative me. Of course, I'm talking about you. It, it was it was Arizona. It wasn't oh, like it, okay. It, it was, was nighttime in January. It wasn't like it was 190. It was Arizona. It was the party was at a golf course or a beach or something. I don't yeah. know. It, it was not at a golf course or a beach. It wasn't a golf course. It wasn't a golf course. It wasn't a golf course. On the golf course or was it inside the, the facilities of the whatever? No, golf it was club. inside like a big tent at the golf course. It was not some big industry thing where I cared about seeing Dave Damashek and people. <laughs> like that and i will have you know this that i took transportation to that event with jason taylor on the 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 media bus what do your name drops have anything to do with your attire because he got made fun of very bad because people like jason taylor don't usually take like the media buses for like like probably you. Writers. There are people with you wearing <laughs> flip-flops on that that's why look you're you're self-loathing of your feet, that that's on you. I got no self-loathing yes, of my do. feet. What yes, I love, no, I don't. As a matter of fact, I have many flaws, but having a stink foot ain't one of them. That that's not true. <laughs> my feet are fine, but you know what? I've said it before. I'll say it again. Women in our society go through a great deal. It, you know, there is a centuries-old pressure to to represent themselves in a certain way. Women wear brassiers. They wear high heels. Got it. They go through the makeup and everything yeah, else. Got it. The least that this gender can do to help repay some of that uh, uh, some of that stuff that they go through is to not wear your slippers out in public. You don't have to wear your wait, bare stinking what, feet. What, what's wrong with the feet? Because women you are... You hate the male Women foot. are fetching. What, yes, what it's grotesque. It's not. What type of flip-flops were they? That, that's a big thing. Were they leather? Like, <laughs> were they leather? Uh, no, they were not like nice leather. Okay. They, they were like yeah, they, no, that's a no. Can't do that. I would love they, if they were strappy. They were like <laughs> yeah, strappy. They were like, dude, you're lucky I didn't wear my Crocs. I could have worn my camo Crocs oh, that no. night. No, you're oh, lucky oh. you didn't wear those because I'm talking about it even more. <laughs> Jeff Schwartz, what a pleasure. We've covered uh, all of it. I think pretty much. I think we have team Can, icing. Can you do me a favor, Dave? Can you do me a favor? Yes. Can you just say to Jeff, last thing for like the ninth time? I just want you to say, I just want to say, so Schwartz. I'll host my show the way I see fit, sir. And don't you encourage him behind the glass. I don't like that one bit. He he said last thing nine times. Believe me, I'm used to that. (laughs) 
You know what? So what? There was more meat left on that bone. I dipped it in the gravy and kept on eating. Jeff Schwartz, go get his book along with his uh, brother, Mitchell. Eat my Schwartz and uh, Block Em Up is the name of the podcast. Available on iTunes, Schwartz? Yes, everywhere. You, you really have a book? Yeah. Why are you so What's it about? Oh, it it's hasn't about, come out yet. The two, September 6th. It's the two, we're the first two Jewish uh, brothers in the NFL since 1923. So it's about our faith and our family. There's recipes in there. Um, it's a good book. I, you, I enjoyed reading it. it last thing. Last thing. <laughs> <laughs> are, you a, uh, are you a bar mitzvah? Yes. Is that true? Do you remember yeah. your half Torah? I do not. No. I, I was not an overachiever. I um I had it recorded for me. I memorized the recording and I just read it off. Oh, I, I went uh I went hardcore. I actually led re- I, uh, learned my half tail portion. I could read it all. I, I've retained none of it, but uh uh how about that? Striking a blow for the Hebrews out yeah. there. That was a I joke forever. Growing up, you had no real role models. Sandy Koufax, Mark Spitz, that was it. Now there are a lot of Jewish guys in pro sports, huh? Yeah, there's a good amount of us. I think there's more There's more owners in the NFL than players. I, I had a trainer of mine who would joke around that I should be owning the team, not playing for it. That was pretty funny. He said that, he, he said that like 15 times. But he probably told me that 15 times. I think that was Charles Barkley asking me what a, uh, what a matzo ball was. Hit that again. Oh, you're Jewish? What the hell is a matzo ball? (laughs) (laughs) Matzo balls are delicious. I like matzo balls. What is the best Jewish food, Jeff Schwartz? Uh, A matzo ball. Um, Or, well, is is smoked salmon, is lox a Jewish food? I count it as that. I would eat lox every breakfast if Mm. I could. It's very good. You ever, here's one more tip to send you out with is uh, go to your local deli, and for breakfast, tell them, give me the lox, onions, and cream cheese, and scramble them all into the eggs together. Yeah, I'm not – because then it cooks the lox, sort of, right? Just just listen to what I'm telling you. What? what, 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 what lox is just raw salmon? Smoked. No, smoked. smoked. Why do they call it lox? Why don't they call it smoked salmon? What's it your business? <laughs> the, the, the name is what it is. Although, lox, lox is the Jewish but, thing. Last thing, Jeff Schwartz. Now, you you've, know, opened, well, now no. you've opened a whole can of worms because I am fascinated by why certain foods get renamed when we eat them, but others don't. Like, you don't, hey, I'll take some cow. No, no, you want beef. You don't, you, right? You don't, you don't say, yeah, I'll, I'll take 12 ounces of cow. No, I'll, I'll have the beef. You, you don't eat, you don't eat, but like, you don't eat swine. You don't say, I'll, give, give me the swine chops. No, no, it's pork. Pork, right. You know? Right. But chicken is chicken. Right. They don't rename, they didn't name, rename chicken. Why? Why didn't it get oh, that? And salmon God. is salmon unless it's lox. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then also, actually, even fish is seafood. What? That's just a more generic one. <laughs> fish. <laughs> seafood. Yeah, people that's... ask for a specific type of fish. You don't just go in and say, I'd like some seafood. I know. It has know? one overarching yeah. title to it. One name. <laughs> I mean, so meat. Well, well, poultry has an over. Right. That could be many different birds. Meat for pork Now, wait a beef. second. Now, wait a second. Now, see, that's because there is beef encompasses no. steak and hamburgers and so yeah. on, doesn't it? I wouldn't call like the, That's like the varieties of fish. Let's try really to change call it. Meat pork. I don't really like it. When you say meat, I think beef for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think pork. I think like beef and pork separate. Right, but, poultry, really, but poultry covers everything. This really All is the, the last thing, and I'm going to ask it of everyone. <laughs> oh I'm going to ask one more question to you. And 12, I'm going to start 12. with you. I'm going to start with you, Jeff Schwartz. 
<laughs> you can only eat the flesh of one beast for the rest of your days to the exclusion of all other beasts. This is so easy. Which one is it? Oh, a cow. Cow. It's a no, good answer. No way. Because you get burgers, steaks, beef tenderloin, beef no. ribs. No, it's pig. Handsome. I no. think I mean pig. We've we've been through it before. I think pig, but I I I think fish. If you give me the whole seafood, if you give me everything that lives under all the everything that lives underwater, I might I may choose that. You know what? As even I mature, I, as I mature, I may choose. Even that. if I gave you that, mm. that's I think no you'd fun. Be t- I think six weeks in, yeah, you'd be I'd be sick tired of it. it. I think you'd be I, sick. I, of I, it. And that's why I'm going with pig. Oh, it's pig. Are you kidding me? Finally, it comes full circle. Ham, Sucker and I are back on board Ham, together. pork chops. I mean, I could have bacon for breakfast. How about how about linked meat? All linked meat. Sausage, is. hot dogs. Where do hot dogs come from? Pig? Well, actually, <laughs> beef, you can get an all beef. You, you can get an all beef wiener. You can get the all beef yeah. wiener sometimes. <laughs> yep. But all right, listen. You know what? It's over with now. It's enough already. Can I go home already, you guys? Yes. You finished with all the nonsense. You, you evidently are the one that decides. All right, Jeff Schwartz again. Add block them up. Stay healthy and uh, and listen. Let's kibitz again soon. About if nothing else, let's uh, talk Game of Thrones again. Let's do it, guys. Thank you. The great Jeff Schwartz, everybody. And I mean it. Great. I have, a, You know what I am? I'm sort of like Robert Redford was the uh, horse whisperer. That's who the horse whisperer was. I think he was, yeah. Or not, uh, yeah, Robert Redford. I am the football player whisperer. I can tell which guys are going to be delightful. I had a sense about this, Jeff Schwartz, and I think I've been proven You're right, right again. Once again. Yes. And I fell very much in love uh, some years ago. When uh, when handsome Hank said, "Oh, you got to connect with this Ross Tucker because because uh, he's up the alley of uh, what uh, what DDFP is," and handsome called the shot on that one. The great Ross Tucker, everybody. What do you want to promote? Go ahead, say it all. Tell me it all. Oh, just Ross Tucker football podcast. I got a bunch of podcasts that you can check out over at RossTucker.com. Fantasy about feast, even money, numbers, college draft. Andrew Brandt has a new one, which is cool. The business of sports. And just follow me on Twitter, at Ross Tucker NFL, because then I post it up there. All right. We're going to kibitz with – Well, no, la- last thing. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> great stuff. Great visit here in studio with our pal Ross Tucker. As you heard, check out all those podcasts. And check out this podcast later in the week. A.J. Hawk is going to be in studio. I catch up with Ike Taylor. I hope Handsome Hank's free for that. Make sure you're available for it. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. Start the music one last time. It's been a thin slice of heaven. Ross Tucker likes gravy more than icing, and he is absolutely right. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.